Your brain is fucking you over. Ladies and gents, hi. Welcome to episode 76 of the Moyes Health Podcast. We are back, and we are back with a bang, because this episode is going to be a particularly prevalent one for my lifters, but also for my people that keep getting in their own way. Those that need a little bit of a reminder of what is needed to achieve, and how sometimes the elements that we think are working in our favour, such as our own mind, can actually be our biggest obstacle to overcome. So thank you and welcome back and I do hope that you enjoy this episode and if you do, don't forget to leave a little comment on Apple Podcasts. Fuck it, send me a message on Instagram. Just let me know if you even listened to it, if you fucking hated it, if you loved it, if you shared it, let me know. Feedback is always welcome. So let's get into it. So where do we begin? Well, we begin by telling you to stop talking. And I don't mean externally, I mean internally. In a myriad of different ways along your transformation journey, in individual elements of your journey, your own mind will be screwing you over. It will be telling you stories and talking to you and confusing and muddling things to the point where you don't know your ass from your elbow and your capacity for work is diminished. The first example I'll give you is in the gym. Many a time have I been under a heavy load or about to lift a heavy load and the thing that is always going through my head is to turn off my own mind. No joke, on occasion I would sing the Teletubbies theme tune in my own mind to try and stop myself from thinking. Why? Because if you allow your mind to run away with itself. And if you're anything like me and you're an overthinker, what will end up happening is if you're going to lift a a PB deadlift or PB bench press or squat, for example, then your mind will be chucking all of those things into your brain that you don't want. A little bit in the same way that if you find yourself walking home at night and it's dark, you will begin to hear noises. Noises that are probably there during the day. Noises which are completely normal, but your brain will begin to amplify them. Therefore, you'll find yourself more nervous, more concerned about your environment, simply because it is darker and you are more aware. When it comes to the lifting side of things, right at that moment, you don't need to be reminded of the risks of lifting the weight because your body is a very fine-tuned instrument. When it comes to a compound move like a bench, squat, or deadlift, your body has to work in synergy. It has multiple muscle groups that it needs to fire at exactly the right times and therein opens the door to what we call form and technique. And therefore, any interruption of thought, thinking about your back, for example, in a deadlift, can cause you to lift using other muscles, can cause you to use a movement pattern or a lifting pattern that your body hasn't trained itself in. You've trained yourself in good technique, you've trained yourself along a particular pattern, but simply by thinking, fuck, what will happen if I pull my back on this? What will happen if this happens? By allowing your brain to overthink, you will talk yourself out of that force production. Which brings me actually quite nicely onto kind of the second part of the lift, which is you won't be as strong if you are not as convinced that you are strong. You have to be convinced that you can lift it. Believing you can do it is the first part because your body is not a separate entity to your own mind. 
Your mind controls your body, not the other way around. And therefore, anything that is in your thoughts will diminish your ability to exert that force because your brain will tell your muscles not to. Instead of you turning your brain off and simply focusing on exercising the same movement pattern that you've been doing throughout your time in practice, etc., what will happen is your brain will get in the way. Not only will you not exercise the same pattern potentially, but you also won't be able to exercise the same level of force because there are too many worries or concerns in your own mind. This also happens with stage fright in competitions, for example, where sometimes having a crowd can really G someone up to lift, but then for other people, it can be a detriment. So in this moment, it is important that we turn our brains off. We've done the work in practice. We've embedded the pattern of movement. We've, we've built our confidence in what we can and can't lift. And in that moment, in that lift, you have to shut your brain up. And as I said to you previously, I used to do it with the Teletubbies theme tune or Magic Roundabout simply because it's, it's something which I can focus my mind on to distract it from what I'm about to do and therefore it doesn't get in my own way. Now, I'm well aware that not everybody listening to this is going to go for a PB bench press, deadlift or squat. Some of you listening may not even be gym users at all and that's okay because this side of your brain also comes into play when it comes to your own journeys. Confidence is manifested within our own minds. Nobody gives us confidence. Confidence is a feeling. Confidence is essentially our own opinion about ourselves or something we're doing or something within our lives. And that internal dialogue can work against you. That internal conversation that could be self-deprecating that internal conversation that could be reminding you of ways in which you've acted like a twat previously or things that you have and haven't done. Your brain is a very, very powerful thing. It's a muscle that must be harnessed, but at the same time as being harnessed, it must be trained. It's a muscle like anything else. Your resilience, your ability to turn off your mind is incredibly important when it comes to transformation. And it is a big part of the transformation because at times you're going to feel like you're not doing what you need to do. You're going to second guess yourself thinking, I think I'm eating too much. I hear that one a lot. Or I don't, I, I, how do I know this process is working? I don't, I don't know if it is working. Maybe I should do something different. And this is where kind of magpie coaching, as I call it, comes in, where people jump from program to program because they don't truly believe that what they were doing is the best approach for them. And as I've said a million times, the best approach, in case you're curious, is an approach you can fucking stick to. Day after day, week after week, month after month. Transformation is not an overnight thing. It's an overtime thing. So you've got to learn when to shut your brain up. You've got to learn when it's important to have that internal dialogue, that internal conversation with yourself, and when it is much more prevalent and important to turn it off. So many people screw themselves over and don't ever achieve what they set out to simply because they get in their own way. Their mind convinces them that the approach that they're taking won't work, convinces them that they won't work and therefore they're doomed to fail. So many people believe, case in point, that they have a certain weight and they'll never be able to get past it. And that comes about not through any kind of 
physiological or scientific side of things. That comes about from people getting to a certain weight and that weight triggers these internal conversations, this internal dialogue, which then self-sabotages people. So let me give an example. There was a woman I work with where the 140 pounds was her marker and she would get to around 140, 142. She'd get the occasional 140 and then what would happen is her brain would then subconsciously sabotage her. Her adherence would go to shit. The following week, she would either be hoping for the 140, 141, 142 the week before, but because her brain sabotaged her, her adherence went to shit that week and therefore pulling her further away. Alongside that, you would have her adherence wouldn't necessarily go awry, but that particular week that she was hoping for a particular number, Mother Nature came along, she was retaining water, and she got what I call scale fuckery, and she didn't see her results, because she was like, oh, I'm never going to get below this 140, the self-sabotage comes in, and therefore she gets further away from it, simply because calories go up, adherence goes to shit, etc. The fact is that if she'd simply just adhered and turned her own brain off, then she would have well and truly smashed the hell out of that 140 as if it was 146 or 150, a previous target. But the target itself screwed her over. And this, I think, is a really good point to bring in the scales. And when people have weight targets and they have particular numbers that they are chasing, the numbers are meaningless. I've said to you guys previously, I've been 175 pounds about six times. And every time I'm 175, my physique is very different. Sometimes I'm stronger, sometimes I'm weaker, sometimes more muscle, sometimes less muscle, sometimes different body fat distributions. Weight is not an accurate representation of you and what you want to achieve. If you have a weight goal, then nine times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10, if I'm honest, you're going to be disappointed because the weight that you're striving for is rarely ever realistic. Sometimes because the weight goal is just stupid and you're just not meant to be that light. But in more cases than not, it's because people set themselves a weight goal, they achieve it, but their body isn't where they want it to be when they get to that goal. Their body fat isn't where they want it to be. And then you get the conversation of, oh, I don't want to lose any more weight, but I've still got body fat I want to lose. Okay, well, you need to be in a calorie deficit. You need to reduce your body fat further, which ultimately is going to reduce an element of your mass. And therefore, your weight is going to drop. I had this blocker for years. I said to you guys in the previous podcast, I did not want to get below 80 kilograms because it would be so long to get above it. Back when I measured in kilograms instead of pounds. And... I every time I was in a diet, every time I even nudged 79, didn't like it, took me so long because of this preconceived bias I had around 80 kilograms. The reason for the the, the knock on effect of that, sorry, was that I then found myself in a position where I could never get down to the body fat level that I wanted because this 80 kilograms was always in my way. Not to mention back then I was choosing very unsustainable and stupid methods to lose the body fat, but we'll pop a pin in that one for now. My point is that your brain's powerful, it really is. In terms of computing power and processing, in terms of helping you out of jams, helping you find solutions to problems, it's incredibly powerful. But sometimes when it's stuck in its own little world, it can screw you over. I get this a lot with clients when they are overwhelmed, stuff stressful in their lives. What ends up happening is they have this brain fog and you can literally picture it like a fog. And what ends up happening is because there's this fog, they don't know where they are, they don't know what direction they're facing or what's around them, 
They've just got this fog of confusion and overwhelmment caused by everything that's coming at them in their life. Work, kids, house, partner, life stresses, money stresses, emotional stresses. All of these things causing this thick, dense fog that they can't see through. So as I said, in you know, to use the analogy, they can't see where they are, where they're going. They can't get a bead on things to know where they are, to know how to escape that. And so I liken writing things down, brain dumping, if you will, as a way of getting a ladder, a step ladder, and stepping up and looking out over the top of the fog, poking your head above it so you can see where you are and get your bearings. Now, for some people, antidepressants work well in this sense for people that are needing additional forms of medication and support. But for most of us, simply writing shit down is enough. Simply taking that thought, which seems to make so much sense in our own mind, putting it on paper can be enough to make us realize, oh, hang on a second. No, that's, that's not a problem. I can easily fix that. In your mind, it made sense. On paper, it makes sense. But by being on paper, you're able to bring in rationale into the equation. And the irony here is whether it's in your mind or whether it's on paper, it's the same mind that, that's processing the problem. The difference is it's not an internal dialogue anymore. It's an external one. You can look at the problem in black and white. You can take a pragmatic and open-minded approach, which you couldn't do the whole time that problem was in your own mind. So if you yourself are facing any particular time of trial or strife in your life, then start writing it down. Get a notepad, have the two pages open, left page, right page. On the left page, write your problems. On the right page, write down possible solutions to those problems. By doing that, you're brain dumping your thoughts. And by seeing them in black and white, we can take very much the same approach that we take when a friend needs our help. When I was saying previously about how you, everyone could be a hypocrite in that circumstance. Your marriage or relationship could be going to shit, but if your friend comes over and goes, oh my God, my relationship's going to shit, you'll sit there and go, this is what you should do. Because in that situation, we can be very hypocritical. And as I said, by brain dumping, by putting those thoughts onto paper, it doesn't have to be diarizing, it can literally be bullet points. But by dumping those down and getting them out of your own mind, you can then take that same hypocritical approach, which isn't a bad thing, to solving those problems. You can see them on paper in black and white and you then have the ability to find potential solutions to those problems. Which ultimately brings me back to the sign off that I put on every podcast which is at that point you can accept the things of which you cannot change, have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. That's box that one off, I now don't need to say it at the end of this podcast. <laughs> My point is that use your brain appropriately. It is a tool at the end of the day but it is very, very easily misled and deceived. It's important that you understand that because your own thoughts will betray you. They will work against you. Your brain will work against you. It will sabotage what you're doing because the same brain that you're trying to help you get to a transformation, get you to a result, is exactly the same brain that convinced you to overconsume in the first place. It's exactly the same brain that constantly said to you, fuck it, start on Monday. It's the same brain that missed that workout, that has screwed you over many times in the past. So you can almost liken it to 
two brains. You have the, the twins, if you will. The bastard brain is the one which is internal. When everything is kind of locked within your own mind, it's very difficult for it to escape and be rationalized. And then you've got the brain that can consider external problems, the problems it sees on the page and find solutions to those. The angel brain, if you will. I don't mind what you want to call these Jekyll and Hydes, but well, there you go. Jekyll and Hyde could be your option, the Jekyll brain and the Hyde brain. The fact is that by using brain dumping, you will find yourself in a much better capacity to deal with problems. And by understanding that every now and then you're going to need to turn off your own mind and just get on with it, you'll be far more successful. Because sometimes it is working against you. Sometimes, like in the lifting I spoke about in the beginning or with your adherence to a program, sometimes you have to realize that your brain is trying to get in your own way. You've also got to remember that this brain is hardwired to keep you alive. It doesn't give a shit about body fat losses or aesthetics or, to a certain degree, even your mental health. The processes working within your body and the hormones and all of that are designed to ensure that you stay nourished and that you don't die. So doing things that put you out of your comfort zone is something your brain is going to try to get you to avoid because it doesn't want you to do those things because it makes you feel uncomfortable. It puts you in an area of risk. And this is why we do need to be challenged. We do need to feel that butterfly feeling in the pit of our stomach. We do need to do things that scare us sometimes because that's where growth happens. Was it that saying that the edge of your comfort zone is where life begins? To a point, it's true. You need to understand that if you're constantly locking yourself away from challenge simply because you don't like the feeling that's associated with it, then you're not going to get very far when it comes to your transformation. Sometimes the challenge itself can be just staying the course, trusting the process, trusting the science, trusting the coach even. So, I leave you with that. Something to ponder on this week as we head into the 1st of February. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed it, like I said, do let me know. Be it with a review. Not had a review for a little while, so if you guys can go and head over and, and leave one, that'll be ideal. Uh, or failing that, like I said, drop me a message on WhatsApp uh, or Instagram for that matter. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Again, there's a very interesting, controversial potentially episode coming up next. So stay tuned for that one. But guys and girls, as always, it's been a pleasure. See you on the next one. And if you too are struggling with your transformation journeys and you want some support, well, the good news is my books are open. If you feel you need some direction, support and accountability to achieve your goal and you would like your own personalized version of what you're hearing here, that's attributed to your life and the struggles that you as a person, as an individual are going through, then drop me a message because it's what I do. Toodles, folks. Toodles. <laughs>